welcome to a special edition of the Nordic Mythology Podcast. Um, I'm Daniel Farrand, owner of the company Hollands of Odin, and I'm joined by Dr. Matthias Nordvig. Hello, everybody. We're sitting here in a uh, secret room at uh, Midgardsplot uh, with the famous Einar Selvik, uh, who's joining us for a little conversation about all the things Nordic. Welcome to the show. Pleasure to be uh, to be back and and finally in in person. Yes, I have to yeah, say finally. it's um, uh, is it your third third appearance? I think. Yeah, I think so. Yes, and uh, yeah, third time, first time we've ever met as well. Yeah, so it's a lot of firsts. It's yeah. So you 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 don't hate each other. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> Ask me on Sunday. Yeah, that, 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 <laughs> yeah. That, 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 we'll find out on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but I guess the, the obvious question has to be, what's it like to be back at Megasport after so long off for everybody? Well, um, it's fantastic to be back. Uh, it, it sort of been involved in, in, in Midgasblut since even before it became Midgasblut, when, when it was called Eitzivablut, which was a... a uh, an event we created around uh, um, the Skugshaw project that was a combination of of uh, Vardruna and a sl- Enslaved, uh, where we made a, a commissioned musical piece to the 200-year anniversary of the Norwegian Constitution. Um, so that was kind of the the birth of this festival, but in a different place, uh, in Eitziva. Hence Eitziva Blut. So. They they really liked uh, this idea of combining uh, music uh, and and uh, lectures and guided tours and um, uh, so and and wanted to con- continue the the concept and and I think um, I think um, in some way or or another uh, we've um, I've been here every year uh, doing either a, a a talk or or perform in in. Um, yeah, in some form, yeah. uh, and um, felt good to be back. Um, it's always special to to perform on on these grounds. Yeah. It's a special place. You you it's it's a it's a place where you you clearly uh, you clearly sense when you walk amongst the amongst the mounts down by the sea. You you clearly. Uh, Feel that it's 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 been a a, a special place uh, for, for for thousands of years basically, and and the history that is there. Was it chosen because it has had that special feeling, or did that special feeling become a result of 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 the time treating it as such? I believe it's both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you go to to animist traditions, like uh, places are are normally chosen for for having some yeah. sort sort of quality. Also, people are people. People are, uh, and in earlier times, they they were pragmatic and practical. So so, it it would have had both. I would yeah. say both yeah. both a very practical function. Um, Matthias, I don't know if you want to quickly run. Now, I guess for most people watching this aren't here, they may have never been here. Just what the the grounds are, I guess. Like a, 
Well, I mean, we're, quick rundown. Yeah, we're <laughs> a quick rundown. Just well, a quick one. <laughs> we are at Bora, uh, and uh, I, I hope that every Norwegian is, of course, uh, familiar with the Bora Mounds. Um, these mounds from the Viking Age and earlier as well. It's a. It's been a. A, uh, a, a very important location. You can see it the size of the mounds and of course also what has been archaeologically uh, uh, excavated from the mounds that, 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 that these, these were very significant uh, individuals who were buried there. And, you know, you could, uh, you could say kings perhaps or mm. getting close to, uh, of course, using the term king in, 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 that, in the context of that age might not be entirely accurate, but, but something to that effect. And was, people of, course, of power. People of power, exactly. Mm. And it's, of course, also become a very significant uh, location in modern times in, in Norway as part of uh, reconstituting uh, Norwegian identity after those 400 years of Danish night. Mm. So, <laughs> so do, you, Anna, do, you, do you feel that more here when you perform than say when you perform other places obviously I, I saw you in in Manchester which is and I caught it's an old building but it doesn't have the the history of, of here in the mountains. I think well of course it's something different uh, every night is different I'm different uh, every night on stage so I, I think in in terms of the performative perspective it's about becoming one with where you are and of course if you play in a setting that somehow complements the art itself, the, the potential of, of having a positive synergy effect of two plus two becoming six, you know, that's there uh, in, in, in perhaps a higher degree than in, in, a, in a club or, or so performing in, in such a place under the open sky amongst trees, yeah. standing on grass. It's, it's a different thing um, and um, it can of course be, be a very powerful experience both for the, for the audience and, and of I course for us. So, um, and so. and you, you can feel that. Oh, it felt different. I mean, I, I've, I've seen you twice, mm. one, one's at Manchester, one's here, mm. and the two are almost uncomparable I think. Mm. And they're both amazing in their own rights, but the one here was just, it felt special, it felt different being like say out in the open. Mm in the trees where we are, the ground, the sky. Yeah, and, and, and what, what the festival is about, it's uh, also in, in terms of celebrating history and, and culture and, and, uh, and also this place. So, uh, yeah, no, it, 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 to answer your, your initial question, it felt great. And uh, uh, I enjoyed more the placement of the stage this time rather than yeah. the early, uh, times when it was more towards um, the, the, the feasting hall, um, this facing the actual mounts, that, that area felt, felt better, mm-hmm. uh, felt more right. So, um, uh, yeah. So you're looking out onto them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, well, it's communicating. Yeah. Uh, performance is about communicating with, um, with the audience, with your surroundings and, and uh, within. Mm-hmm. So, so in a sense, I, I guess you could also perhaps say that part of your evolution as a musician also goes hand in hand with the evolution of Midgardsflod from AC upload to Midgardsflod and um, shifting locations and all of those things. Mm. Yeah, in a way, uh, in a way, it's been a, 
uh, yeah, we've we've uh, we've we've kind of had a journey together, mm -hmm. uh, and and of course the the festival has has also grown in this uh, in this uh, explosion mm -hmm. of of interest for for uh, Nordic history. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. But I would it's say, it's though, he seems to be just getting this whole thing is getting bigger. I, th I, think, um, okay. I think the hype is slowing down. Mm. Uh, but uh, the people who are in it for the long run, that's, you know, that's... Uh, uh, you see it in, in people who do crafts or do music or, or do uh, festivals or whatever. There will always be a lot of people who jump the hype and grow with the hype. But if it's not genuine, if it doesn't come from somewhere real, it's yeah. not gonna s survive. It's like eating food with, yeah, that doesn't have uh, the proper nutrition. You're gonna get hungry again and, yeah. and eat something else. Um, I've been eating so. plenty of that this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of that. Me too. <laughs> I think we had some just before we started. Yeah, yeah that, uh, that toast uh, with, yeah. <laughs> with one slice of cheese. Yeah, it's interesting because it's not, I feel like with, with this stuff and obviously we all music, it's not just music to people. They connect with it on such a different level than they may do with typical bands, I guess. Um, and particularly, you know, people, they used to stay in this for the long haul because they find their ancestry here. Or people love to tell everyone that they found their ancestry, you know, ruining the company. We get emails out of the blue just asking about the price of something or if we're going to have a size back in stock. But they start with, my own, I, I recently did ancestry and my, my great, 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 yeah, yeah. great grandfather was from Norway. And it's like, so people like, feel that connection and, and also want to... It's a small country, so if you have uh, origins, it's likely you're going to be related to some king. We yeah. all are. <laughs> That's it, though, but it feels like, you know, so many people that get interested in this, the first thing they want to do is then trace their ancestry back and, and go. But I understand that, that, that sense of, uh, of need and, and desire to, to have that connection to, to roots. I, I think it's a very primal thing. And, uh, Especially, I mean, from, from the States, perhaps, where, where many people have a very short history, mm -hmm. uh, in a sense. So, and a detached history. Yeah, a detached well. history. It's, yeah. it's something else. Um, so, so that need to, to, to attempt, I don't know if it's very constructive. That's a different discussion. Mm -hmm. uh, but... Uh, I think it can be. It can be, yeah. but you have to do it. You have to make it your own in a way. You have yeah. to. You can't. Uh, and do it, it in a healthy like, way. I would yeah. Say. Uh, but it's like this. If 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 you, uh, it's like all of this interest for for paganism. If you, if you just, if you're just looking for escapism, mm -hmm. if you're just uh, trying to go back in time or or uh, reenacting. Uh, a different time uh, where, where the premises are totally different, then, then, it, then you're climbing into that tree mm -hmm. that doesn't have a root. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, um, so, uh, I don't know. It, it's, um, but I, I understand the mechanism. I yeah. understand the, the, that, that uh, need to, to connect with your roots. And of course, they are there. Yeah. They are there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I just couldn't imagine you know, like a Rammstein fan suddenly wanting to 
look back in their archaeology and find out if they were from Germany. <laughs> it feels like a very special thing with like bands like this with like Vodruna and Heilung. When people get into it, they just search for that deeper historical meaning as well, which is which is amazing. I think I think it brings people into it all. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think this is about um, this need to to. Uh, connect to nature basically yeah and and yeah our societies are so detached from it uh, that that and and I I do believe that our music and and other other bands music are are working um, acting as as sort of a gateway to connecting to that and connecting to to these traditions that are born out of nature as well as as Nordic mythology for instance is something that is fundamentally lacking in our modern lives right we don't have those stories and anymore. it's there you know it's in you and uh, that's what i get a lot of people describing listening to our music for the first time they say it's like they remember something they always knew mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. couldn't mm-hmm. put into word or emotion yeah uh, and i think it's that yeah that uh, that being that vessel that gateway to to connecting to to parts that are so natural mm-hmm. to us, t- so primal, um, and and so needed mm-hmm. yeah. today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, I, mean, I think that in <laughs> to go back to Midgardsport, I think in some ways this also mirrors the evolution of Midgardsport. It went r- went from a very Norwegian focused thing to a Midgard focused thing of the world, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very international. Yeah. Um, uh, event yeah. Yeah. and and uh, yeah kind of become a uh, I, I think a, a, a focal point for for many like people who are into na- nature-based traditions and and, uh, and and especially Nordic history yeah. um, but but also surpassing that I would say oh, yeah, uh, I- even yeah. Yeah, definitely I think uh, your music definitely connects with people emotionally and you can see that from the from the festival, just looking around during the concerts. I know during the last song you played yesterday, you, you spoke about how it's a song about death and and passing. And, and for me, it's no secret that I recently lost someone very close. And I, and, and just throughout the song, it, it I could feel you know I, I felt it was an emotional experience for me. Um, brought me to tears. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah, and and you just it connects on a different level with people, and it's uh, it's an amazing thing. So I, have to, I do have to thank you for that, for the, for, for the song. Uh, it means a lot. So uh, yeah. I'm glad it resonated. And uh, I also cried, so... so. Yeah. <laughs> it really, yeah, no, it, it, it did. It's, it's all part of that, that healing process. And, that. and you, see that in the, you see that in the crowd, yeah. you know, in so many different ways. People are reacting. You know, it looks actually very, very spiritual. Um, Sometimes for some people, even religious, you know, if you want to make the separation between those two modes of, uh, of, of, you know, connecting with something. Um, and, you know, I, yeah, it, it's interesting to, 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 to observe um, and also for myself to experience because I also have these kinds of experiences when you guys play. Um, that, uh, yeah, it, it, there's like a, there's a straight connection to such a huge part of the crowd which is you know i don't see this that often in other 
um, with other bands playing. I mean, I see it also with a band like Heilong, but you know, there's plenty of music genres uh, where you would not that that's not the connections that are happening in in the crowd, you know, and so that that is uh, incredibly fascinating to both watch and be part of. Yeah, well, m music has that capacity to be something more than music, uh, like almost like more than any other art form. It has that potential. Uh, it's so latent. It's so logical, um, and it's not a new idea, you know, the musica mundan, uh, the world music idea, like not a, not a phrase coined in the uh, 60s and 70s, uh, world music, um, but, but uh, uh, where, where, where the ideas behind the music is, is just as important as the music itself. Um, and that is a, a, a thought I, I'm, I'm very much um, working after and and uh, that's what appeals to me that's why i liked black metal mm -hmm. when, when that uh was uh, back when that was interesting mm -hmm. uh and and uh when it came when it when it had that nourishment when before it became technique based and how good how fast you could blast and and how good your kick drum mm -hmm. sounded and and whatnot but just when you pick up the guitar you had and you it became like the technique w was secondary, the sound you had was secondary. It was all about attitude, expression, mm -hmm. passion, mm -hmm. uh, that, purpose, yeah. yeah, you know, all of those things. And I, I think, and that's not unique for, 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 yeah, that's something you find in so many different genres and, and that's when it hits. Mm -hmm. That's when it has that potential. But there's a radical edge to it, right? Like in black metal, it, it, yeah. what is what other music genres are comparable to that? I would say something like punk music. Yeah, punk music, yeah. and but yeah, yeah. Uh, you can feel the raw yeah. emotion, and it comes through. But also indigenous music. That you know, that's a, such an important uh, um, ingredient in indigenous music, which is very often described as world music mm -hmm. uh, today um, uh, be, yeah for that reason yeah I never uh, uh, yeah, I never really thought of it like mm. that and I guess that's probably why the music does affect people on such a deep level and emotionally because I imagine you when you write it, it comes from you know it's not surface level it comes from a very deep emotional place but that's the premise it comes of, through but that's the thing with with performance it's about being present and, and if you're not able to connect to yourself, to the music, to the words, you, you won't be able to, to convey to, to the yeah. people in front of you either. So it's, it's very much about being present, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, being open, adaptable, being in the moment, 100%, being honest, being yourself, not, no, I don't wear any masks. Uh, when I'm performing, it's my heart on a silver platter yeah. to those who want it. It's like the inside out, um, which is why I, I try not to do too much. This year it's a lot of concerts, yeah, yeah, yeah. but normally... Uh, you have three I, years I, to make up for. <laughs> true. Uh, and, and it's just the way it is. So, but I, I take other measures for, for, for making it work, but because it's so important for me that part that it it must be genuine it must be honest uh, every night so do you need i guess you need that extra time then to recover which is why you probably like so much the downtime in between because you are so 
raw and vulnerable in the moment. It take, must take a little bit from you every time. Absolutely. You can't do that now. But of course it gives. Night. It gives also. But, uh, but yeah, it, it is, um, yeah, I do need to do that. And when I am on tour, I'm on tour. I have to be very disciplined. I have to do whatever it takes to, uh, to rest enough to, to be there. That's why I'm there. For those, yeah. uh, that one and a half hour on stage, that's the only reason why I'm there. I'm not there to, uh, to party or, or uh, drink beer or, or uh, sightsee. That, um, so so I, it's a very, um, it's, it's, a, uh, it's not like the living the dream uh, mm-hmm. kind of tour life, uh, like it is for, for many people. It's very disciplined. I'm and, sure uh, everybody respects that as well. I was surprised to see you at eight o'clock in the, in the breakfast hall the other morning. Um, early bird? Yeah, <laughs> early getting your coffee. I was like, were you not out partying last night? Because no. that's kind of what I, like you said, that's what everybody expects though. It's, yeah, uh, no. It's the rock and roll no, lifestyle. No, we don't, uh, you know, you wouldn't hire a drunk electrician who say, yeah, yeah, I, I do a much better job after, after just one, one pint. I need one pint to settle my nerves so I can uh, attach these uh, cords. <laughs> you don't hire those, do you? No. And uh, I don't hire musicians who, who go drunk on stage either or, or who need a beer to, to do your job. What the fuck is that? Yeah. It's, it's uh, just a stupid mindset that has become a myth that, oh, yeah, I need this because I play much better. That's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Nobody yeah. plays better. <laughs> Intoxicated. It's just bullshit. So, and I, I think it's disrespectful mm-hmm. towards the, the audience who paid uh, money, who, uh, who really supports you mm-hmm. in what you're doing. So you should be your, the potential of, of doing your absolute best. At that moment, that's such so. a good attitude to have. Mm. Yeah, I really, re- I respect that a lot because it must. It'd be so easy for people to fall into the, the habit or the trap of going out and drinking because you you're on tour, you're with friends yeah. and, and family, and you. If you're an up and coming band, that's what you get paid in alcohol. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's like the thing. It's so fucked up, yeah. but it is. It, it, it's so easy for, for musicians, uh, touring musicians, to become alcohol. Uh, yeah. alcoholics uh, um, and it's very understandable why it's so it's this bad culture I, I think uh, people think oh that's the way it's supposed to be and all of that and, and you don't really think that what you're actually doing um, also in terms of if you want to build your band uh, you shouldn't you know uh, spend your time uh, getting piss ass drunk after mm-hmm. the show you should spend your time uh, no, meeting people, uh, meeting the people who invited you there, uh, meeting people in the industry, uh, you know, work. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's going to do that job no. for you. And then you sit and complain, why aren't we getting yeah. gigs and, and why aren't the band growing and so on? And what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, you know, people think that when you get a, like a record deal, then oh, you made it. No, no, no. That's when the work starts. Yeah. Yeah. I think people have this really unhealthy attitude of they see people like yourselves or even when it comes to like famous actors and they see them at the top of their, their craft and they're like, oh, they must be so lucky to get there. Like they, they just fell in the right place or spoke to the right person. It's like they just have this attitude that, that they got there by looking. It's like, well, no, everybody who's got there 
has done the work. They've put the work in, and, and yeah, they're there now, and it looks really, and it's really nice, and because they're at the top, but it's all the work you don't see before that. They were just like you, and they worked just as hard, and they, well, even harder. They, you know, they spoke to that speaker, they did the, the graft. I think that if it has a value, it has a cost, and I'd rather take the, I'd rather pay the cost uh, to get something that of true value than uh, jump on any hype train, mm -hmm. which is going to crash once people get bored anyway mm -hmm. and, and find a new hype, you know? So there is also a different, uh, difference there. Uh, also within the industry that it's so easy for people to, to jump on these hype trains. That, it, it's really interesting you mentioned hi the hype, right? Uh, because um, leaving sort of like the conversation of music and going to the, the Nordic stuff and, mm -hmm. and the, the, the cultural past of, of Scandinavia, like, 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 like you, I, I have been, you know, part of and associated with that stuff for a very long time before the hype began, so mm -hmm. to speak. And I, I'd love to hear your, your, your thoughts on like, how does it feel to see, um, for instance, that uh, things that that you have grown up with or in other ways cultivated a very close and personal relationship to like uh, that could be stories or archaeological material or you know anything that has to do with sort of Norwegian or Scandinavian past how does it feel to you to, uh, for you to see uh, that all of a sudden be blown up on on internet as something you know incredibly special or you know, uh, you know what I mean, as, as, as something that is all of a sudden, you know, there's a lot of people out there that now feel they, they own it or, or can define it too or want to do that. Well, that, you know, that you have no control over, mm. how people apply or, or what, how they appropriate things. You, you, there will always be people wanting to appropriate culture and history and tradition, whether it's political or, or religious purposes or, or uh, uh, power mm -hmm. or, or fame, mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, hype and money. Mm -hmm. Very often it's when somebody, so, someone, when people in any industry or people are, are smelling money, mm -hmm. then there becomes a hype. Mm -hmm. So once, uh, people understood that, ooh, there is an interest here. Mm -hmm. uh, then they finally uh, wanted to make TV shows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't Vikings and so on that created the hype. No. The hype was there before. Mm -hmm. They smelled it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, and, and that's how it works. That's what Michael Hurst himself said as well. He had been trying to, to make a show about Vikings for... 10-15 years. Mm -hmm. Everyone was just uh-uh, yeah. not touching that. But as soon as they saw that, yeah. there is a growing interest here. It's like uh, vampires in the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> like that, yeah. they were everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Every other show was a vampire yeah. show. No, but uh, so when, when, when there is money, um, there will be a hype. And, and now you can see that a lot of people who, who was on that hype, whether it was uh, stores, web stores, or, or uh, musical acts, or, or games, or a lot of the, the things that were there for the wrong reasons, I think they've, they've, they are slowly falling off mm -hmm. now. Um, Looking for the next. 
yeah. Hide yeah. to jump on that. Yeah, yeah, in a way. And that's how it works, whether it's this or, or uh, um, something else. Yeah, I, I have a, feel, a feeling they're going to... You've been saying this for a while. If I think I know what you're going to say. No, I don't think you do, actually. I think they're going to pounce on, on Pacific cultures. Oh. That's the next thing. Yeah, Jason Momoa is pretty uh, famous, right? Mm -hmm. So I think I think that might be the next new trend to be exploited, could the be. cultural trend. It could be. But I mean, yeah. Before we wrap this up, the one thing we quickly wanted to mention was how very I think very importantly you said how people need to not think any culture is better than any other one. Which yeah. is it's such an important message, and I know it's such a, a simple message, but it seems like one until until pe until you say it, people just don't take it on board. I guess. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess how important. Yeah, well, for me, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's very logical, and and when you when <laughs> when, when you start digging into history, uh, whether it's musical history or it's uh, religious history. Uh, um, folklore, etc. You, you go far enough back in time, you see, well, you see that they're all the same, basically. It just like different dialects, different branches of the same tree. Uh, and, um, and, and the premise of any nature-based tradition or culture um, is, is born out of its environment, its nature. It is, it is your um, resources uh, and, and etc. Nature that that shapes and, and molds that that um, that uh, yeah the culture that arises wherever it does. So it's the same mechanisms that give birth to these traditions wherever they come from. So that that applies for us as well. So um, uh, so so defining it as 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 so many different things it's pointless we we need to get past that uh and and uh, uh yeah it, it doesn't make any sense it's all labels what the fuck do we need labels for Absolutely. like if, if you're a if you're an archaeologist you need labels you need to categorize you need but as human beings that's what i'm talking about as mm -hmm. human beings uh we don't need it mm -hmm. it's pointless uh, we're the same. It, it's and and it's nature. Nature is God. Nature, and you are nature. Mm -hmm. You are God. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, well, perhaps not you. Yeah. <laughs> look this way. <laughs> look, look this way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but point. Yeah. yeah, I think you understand oh, what I mean. It, it is the same, but but that's that's why these things still speak to us, it's, because it it, it it it's the same nature. That, and, and that's why we can rediscover many of these things. We can do what they did when the, when the culture was made in the first place to rediscover it. We can go sit out. We can go to the waterfalls and uh, and and learn the songs. Or, or um, you know, the, the, it's still there. It's waiting. It it, it never left. Mm. Yeah. We did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we we walked away from it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just one of those frustrating things that, as obvious it is to us, like everyone, you know, it's just so obvious, it's logical, like you said, but some people, unless you spell it out for them, they just, But I think a lot of it's, people it's, it's a very silly thing, but 
I think a lot of people noticed during the pandemic the medicinal effect of nature, for instance. Yeah. What it does to you, just to be part of it. Yeah, uh, and, and hopefully they, they still remember it now that things have opened up. Um, people quickly fall back into old habits, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. unfortunately. That, that's, but uh, it, it's there, it never left. And that's the feeling when you start working with these things on a deeper level as well, that you feel that, that it's just, it's so accessible. Uh, it's still there. Um, so we don't, uh, it's so much simpler than people think. It, it doesn't have to be like historical correct. Mm -hmm. You know, if it makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there are two different things. We, we need, it's like in, in music, we need the people who preserve tradition, who, who copy the past, who uh, lets us remember how it was played, that fiddle tune, mm -hmm. 200 years ago. We need that, but we also need the ones that evolves, you know, that that relates to the that has that that contemporary bridge, yeah. allows you to connect to these older things by having an, a, a contemporary bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Both are equally important. Yeah, exactly. The talk like that yesterday briefly about like the difference between academic academics and like experimental archaeology and mm. like how you need the bridge both together and the middle ground is the is the best. Absolutely. Anna, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Until next time, I, I guess. Yeah. I'm sure you will be, you'll be back again. Hope so. These, ones are always, these talks are always a lot of fun. Always welcome. There we go. Thank, thank you. you.